Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Jockeying for playoff positioning, the debut of the Houston Rockets backcourt, and wedding drama. All that next on Drew League Weekly. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I get those goosebumps every Shout out to hey. H-Town <laughs> Why are we shouting out H-Town? Because the Houston Rockets backcourt made their debut at the Drew League this weekend, and you are tuned into what? The Drew League Weekly. Hello. <laughs> I'm your host, Jill Monroe, and by my side, holding it down... <laughs> D'Angelo. And I got I to take it for two people because, you know, our boy Josh is, you know, he out there grounding, so always. Doing the producer yeah, yeah, thing. You no, know, he's doing his thing, so we got, I got I got two roles to, to cover today, a lot of pressure. It's a little hot over here, actually. I, I think you bit. can handle it. I think I got it. I think, I think you got it online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yes, yes. So yes. tell the people where they can find you. What's up, guys? You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm D'Angelo TV, but more importantly, hit me up on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts. Follow me. I might follow you back. That's the, at D'Angelo on Instagram. Jill, where can they find you? You can find me at Stiletto Jill. Hit me up. You know, we like to talk basketball, hoops, sports, a little bit of drama on occasion. A lot of bit of drama. A actually. lot of bit of drama. Like Sometimes some drama. we like drama. But right <laughs> now, we're here to talk about week 10, the final week of the Drew League, the crescendo. A lot of games going down to the wire for playoff positioning, but the most talked about game of the weekend everywhere, if you looked at ESPN this weekend, Fox Sports, was 6 p.m. Sunday between L.A. Unified and Hometown Favorites. Now, we've had them both as games of the week. Mm -hmm. We know Hometown Favorites features Darrell Wright and his brother DeLon Wright of the Toronto Raptors. And there were rumors that Russell Westbrook was going to show up. Yeah, man. It was getting spicy if he had came out. It was, but Russ was at Disneyland with the family. I guess that's a good choice. You know, he he bypassed the weekend. But we got to see the debut on L.A. Unified of Hometown Favorites. And you see them on the screen right now. Chris Paul and James Harden rocking in the backcourt. Of course, Bobby Brown, who also plays with LA Unified and plays with the Rockets, was the catalyst for bringing this together. shout out to Bobby. Shout out to him, LB. We are. Um, So what basically happened is CP3 came out to the Drew League last weekend to check out James Harden play, his new teammate, and he said it was so much fun. He was back in town to go to his other new teammate, Trevor Ariza's wedding, which Mm. we'll talk about soon. Uh Um, And he threw on a jersey. So you got to see your first signs of the two of them playing together. Yeah. One thing I noticed right off the bat is there were definitely moments where it was kind of like, okay, who's handling the rock? Yeah. The offense flowed a little bit more smoothly with CP3 there, Shocker. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's a natural point guard. He yeah. is, but James Harden's new role was, the, was as a point is, guard, was as a point guard yeah. this season. So it was I interesting think, to watch. I think, uh, well, and then, so James had 27-12. And six, Chris CP had thirteen and ten. Uh, you even had Bobby who dropped. He had nineteen and three. And the uh, the recruit Marvin Bagley was Marvin also Bagley. A, I mean, the that high team is kid. deep. Yeah, right? they are deep. Yeah, it's so and be he crazy. dropped ten and eight. So like it was that was just cool to see that um, see all of those guys together, all of those 
former, current, and soon-to-be NBA stars. But I think it is going to be a very compelling question to see in the season what's going to happen. But I think CP3 is a natural point guard. James Harden was a shooting guard before, and you have Mike D'Antoni with, as a coach, many deficiencies as a, as a defensive coach, but as an offensive mastermind. So I think that's, like, if, if coaches were put in a situation or what they would, would have to want to figure out, trying to figure out how to maneuver Chris Paul and James Harden is a good problem to have. I think. It is a good problem. You know what else I thought was interesting is that for as long as Chris Paul played with the Clippers, this was his first time playing in the Drew League. Yep. DeAndre, Jordan, um, DeAndre Jordan has popped through. And I feel like you've seen some video of CP3 and James Harden hanging out at concerts. Mm-hmm. I think they went to the Future concert in Houston. And I think... This is a better fit for Chris Paul, it seems like, as far as the camaraderie that can be built up through, you know, hanging out with your teammate and chemistry. I feel like this is going to be a better fit for him. I think so. Uh, You know, rumors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You you definitely believe so that him and Blake Griffin and uh, Doc butted heads. But it's also interesting... James Harden didn't really put much effort when Dwight Howard was there. Dwight Howard picked Houston. He said he never really recruited him. I think, I don't know if James Harden is learning from that or more so he's just more connected to Chris Paul. So I think, like, it's cool to see that the, the, He's maturing in that way because he's still the leader, I would say. Right. Do you think he's the leader now? It's an interesting question. I I think that all of that is going to be figured out, much like how we kind of saw what happened when LeBron came and joined D Wade. Oh, no, in Miami, the first time where that first season was D Wade and LeBron trying to figure out whose team it was and Mm -hmm. when to make their moves. I think you're going to see some of that in Houston because Chris Paul is a natural leader. And I don't feel like he's ever been on a team, save maybe the Olympic teams, where he hasn't been in the forefront. And James has gotten very comfortable to a certain degree with being the leader of his team. So it'll be interesting to see how this all It is going to be interesting. I think that James, I think about James Harden being with KD and Russell Westbrook. And he seemed like, you know, he was okay with being the secondary guy, came off the bench. I mean, you know, obviously he got traded at one point, but who's to know if he would would have wanted to resign with them? It seemed like it was OKC's decision to get rid of him. Um, so maybe I think he wanted to eventually be a starter, be and yeah. that was where the problem was going to come yeah. into play. And, um, and it's hard to justify because even in those situations, D-Wade was the cha- guy who won the championship. So it was like, I do have some things I need to teach you, LeBron. Right. When LeBron came to Cleveland... Kyrie, you do need to listen to me. I have won championships. Both of them, I would say, have the same level of playoff success. And both of them have been our, our long-term veterans. So it is going to be interesting who is the alpha in that situation because what do you have that I don't have? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's it's going to be an interesting power struggle that we've never seen. It's going to be an interesting shakedown. Also in the building, D. Wade was in the building his first time checking out the Drew League. He said he was a little upset. <laughs> he wanted to throw on a jersey. He would have joined hometown favorites. Of course, he and Darrell Wright were teammates mm-hmm. back in Miami on D-Wade's first championship team. So, we might you be know, able to see. He can come through. He can, I mean, the playoffs start next weekend. Is so I think now? I think it might be I too late. I guess that'd be a little cheating that little they bring D-Wade on in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, like I said, LA Unified were playing for their playoff lives. Mm-hmm. They beat hometown favorites by one, so they're into the playoffs. Um, and we also have an interview with Bobby Brown, who was kind of the catalyst for pulling this all together. He's a Drew League vet, yeah. has been playing since his high school team, spent time 
time overseas and played with the Clippers briefly, was drafted to the Timberwolves, fell off, went to China and these other places to build himself back up, worked his way back and signed with the Rockets last season, was cut for a second, brought back on and this summer signed a full season deal, I believe, with Houston. So, you know, those dreams can happen if you work hard and it all started at the Drew League in Westchester High School. It's interesting to say, you know, we'll we'll bring the interview up, but it's it's interesting to see that and I do, I, I think that like playing in the Drew League did, would play an impact because he wasn't a guy that many people were talking about, you right. know what I mean? So, and him being a catalyst and bringing them over, it just really shows how the NBA culture and the Drew League kind of really cross over. And what's also interesting is LA Unified at the beginning of the season was a team that like they didn't have a very good record and it seemed like they were holding out for the NBA stars to happen. And see, it just shows how when July comes, it's a whole different league, it's a whole different yeah. league, it takes over. So, um, we're ready with the the LB interview, the Bobby Brown interview. Yeah, but and and while we wait on that, I, oh, actually, we have it right now. Yep. Joe Monroe, we are live at the Drew League for Afterbus Sports, and we are standing here with Mr. Bobby Brown. Now you know him from the Houston Rockets, but also he's a Drew League legend with LA Unified. You guys have been champs how many times? Four championships. Four championships. So, how long have you been playing in the Drew League? I've been playing since high school. We had our high school Westchester team in it uh, when we was younger, and we got beat up the whole season we did, I think we won like two games but you know that definitely molded us and helped us out to you know want to continue to play and compete at a high level when we got older okay so since you're pro why do you still come back every summer and play in the Drew League what does it do for you uh it does everything I mean this is where I, the league I grew up in I mean it's for my family and friends and it's the people here to come watch me play because when I've been in Europe for like seven years in China, and people don't really get to see me play that's in the city, or we seven not on TV years? over there. So I wow. want to come showcase, you know, my ability, and also play with my boys I grew up with. So that's why I come and play every year. So, what's the biggest difference between playing in the Drew and playing professionally overseas and playing in the NBA? Um, it was definitely different because you know that's the, the NBA is like the highest league in the world in Europe. It's second to that, but then you have the Drew. It's also it's like a mixture of both. You have guys that play in Europe. You got guys that play in the NBA. You got street ball people. You got you know just people trying to make it you know to that level that you're at or anything. So when you come out here, they everybody competing. They don't care what your name is or none of that. So you just got to come out here and bring your A game every game because you you might get embarrassed. And it's definitely you know a transition for everybody to come out here and compete. So who's your biggest competition that you guys play so uh, for this summer? Who who BD do you Correll, look at? BD uh, Baron Davis team. Um, we played them last year in the semifinals. We lost. Uh, we was missing a couple pieces. James was in uh, Europe. Um, James Harden. Yeah, so, you know, he'll be back next month. Just let y'all know. But we obviously did this interview yes. at we the know, end uh, of the playoffs June. playoffs going to be tough, uh, but we'll have our whole team back. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Yeah. So. And like, that was before he got signed with the team. And, you, you know. It, 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 the Drew League is almost two different leagues when, when you have June and then when July. He's like, they're like just trying to stay afloat to our, to our NBA stars, guys. And, I'm, you know, that was before we even knew Chris Paul was coming. So, like, was, it's, it's really cool to, to be able to even get a little cursor of that. And, man, if we got Russell Westbrook to come through, that would have been crazy. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Russ tweeted out today something about sources is the word of the summer. And what does that really mean? Russ. What's you know, it? you could have squashed that earlier, <laughs> but shout out to you and your lovely wife For and the new baby at Disneyland. That's lovely. important. I love them, yeah. So it was 156 games for the regular season of the Drew League, mm-hmm. and now we're down to the postseason action. So real quick, we want to run through what the matchups are for this weekend okay. for the semifinals. And of note, if you're in the L.A. area and you plan on going down, the Drew League 
Um, playoffs will be at LA Southwest College, the same place where tomorrow they'll be having the Drew League versus the Seattle Pro-Am League that mm-hmm. features Jamal. Jamal Crawford. I think Zach Levine may be playing okay. with them. Not sure he can who play else. right now? Interesting. Oh, well, wait. No, he just yeah, had... He played last time they played, so I guess maybe he, he might just be there for support. Mm-hmm. But he's coming back from injury, so he won't be doing anything. Um, the number one team is Birdie's Revenge. That's rapper the game's team. They are undefeated in the Drew this summer. Also feature Frank Nitty. We've shown him several times as our dunk of the week. He's also the player Uber of the week athletic. this year. Yeah. Co-MVP from last season in the running for MVP this season versus the Jaguars, BB4L, which Bobby mentioned, versus L.A. Loop. That's one of Keon Kendrick's teams. We interviewed him early in the season. No Schnacks versus Footprint. And number two, Houdini's um, Problems versus number seven, The Closers. And then there is City Team Blazers versus NWA. New Edition, which is also a Baron Davis team, hmm. versus hometown favorites, which you know they also had Tim Hardaway Jr. and I think Jordan Crawford on their team this weekend too. So the oh, pros wow. are just yeah, piling up. Amon Shumpert had some run this weekend. We see Julius Randle still been out there holding it down. Mm-hmm. So lots of pros. He's looking good. He's, He's looking, looking really, really good. good. Yeah. I'm excited for the Lakers, yeah. you know, to see what they come up with this season. Um so that's the rundown on the Drew League, the playoffs coming up. So now we're going to skip over to a little bit of NBA news. This has sort of been the summer of the NBA, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. It's there popping. has been no offseason, no, even though there's it. an offseason. I, I love it. That, that That's one thing the NBA has beat with the NFL. It just always finds a way to stay in the know, and we care. You know what I mean? And people would talk about, I mean, because of, you know, we're about to talk about the news aspect, but we talk about so many intricacies of the NBA outside of just actual transactions and how good the teams are because of the star power that the NBA offers. Well, this first story is a little bit of star power and involves weddings. So over the weekend, Harrison Barnes, (laughs) former Golden State Warrior, got married in, I believe it was Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he got married, and naturally, his former Warriors teammates were there, and Kyrie Irving was also in the building. And, you know, you get a little loose at the wedding reception, and there was dancing, and there was Steph Curry looking like he was doing a little LeBron yeah, ribbing, a little it. LeBron invitation from LeBron's yeah, workout videos. Yeah. And Kyrie was right there, mm-hmm. kind of enjoying the moment. Let's take a look. Steph. Get it, Steph. Wind it up, Steph. Wind it up, Steph. There's Kyrie. You see Kyrie really quick? Back. All the other players, you see Kyrie? Steph is really getting into it. Lifting the weights, too. Go, Steph. I see. I feel like this is fair game. Yeah, I don't have a problem with After it. the cookies and the war- the Ultimate Warrior t-shirt and yeah. all of that, I feel like this is fair game. But do you have a problem with Kyrie laughing at it, especially considering he, one, yeah. hasn't been in contact with um, Cavs management, two, unfollowed LeBron on social media. Oh, so know you know what that means. <laughs> that's when real. you unfollow, it's serious business. <laughs> that's, that is, that's, that means you gotta that go it's out a your way to do that. Yeah. You unfollow. Yeah, that's... So do you think that you know LeBron is kind of the king of passive-aggressive? Yeah. Do you think he'll have a problem with um, Kyrie being there while Steph kind of uh, Will he have a problem with it? Maybe, probably, but I don't think it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I, it's, it seems like now, because I don't think I had insight into their personal relationship, it definitely doesn't seem like they have much of a personal relationship. It was like a professional business, and he, he, he respected him as an athlete and a competitor, but 
it seems like, you know, when you go to a wedding, that's voluntary. Like, he has more of a personal relationship with those guys. And, like, they're enjoying themselves. It's funny. It's, like, funny. Steph and the Warriors have been trolling the Cavs. They beat them. They played them three years in a row. It's appropriate. Uh, LeBron was doing the same last summer. So, I think it's... I think it's fair game. I have definitely not with Draymond right there though, egging him on. Oh yeah, I mean whatever. I think it is. It's it's an interesting extra component with Kyrie being there. Like if the Cavs are on uh, good terms and he was still coming back next year, or you know he didn't request a trade, then I'd probably have a problem with it. But I don't think he'd be there either, um, or doing that. So I think I don't have a problem with it because it's obviously they're not on on good terms. And even if I think even if there's a situation where you guys think that he'll be there beginning of the season, I don't think it'll be much of an issue. I think that they'll be able to work it out until he gets traded because he will be traded. You, so you don't think that Kyrie makes it through the season? Do you think he, you think he makes it to the opening training camp roster, but not through the season? Well, now that you told me he unfollowed him on social media, that's like extra. That's like a little like too much. So now <laughs> it, it sounds like it's a little bit of animosity. It's a little there. sticky, yeah. right? So I, I think I don't think so. I think it even builds an even more sense, sense of urgency for them for them to do that. Yeah. What do you think? How do you feel about it? Um, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it because sometimes something's funny and you laugh right. because it's funny. It's not it's a like party, a personal like like... jab. Right, right. But I do know that LeBron is a little sensitive and I feel as though that is something that he would not take in good fun mm-hmm. considering all everything that's going on right now. Even though it really has nothing to do with Kyrie. He just happened to be there. Right. But there's other components of this. And I think that LeBron is personally offended. But he shouldn't be because he's the king of passive-aggressive. Like, how many times this season did he say he needed help with his teammates? I'm sure Kyrie was a little offended by that. Right, yeah. (laughs) You know? I I don't know. It's such a weird situation. I've never really seen anything like this from a successful team. Um, I really think it gives insight to what it's like dealing with a guy like LeBron. You know what I mean? An ultimate competitor. Um, I think it's a lot in the way he's... He's involved his business. He's changed the game when it comes to being a superstar and how you negotiate contracts. And from a personal standpoint, from a business standpoint, it's great, but you see how it affects your team and in a negative way. You know what I mean? Like a guy like Kevin Durant took a pay cut to do it, so it's a little different. But, you know, no one, not only do we have to deal with it, but like they have to deal with it too. We don't know where you're going. Like, so like it, it, that's stressful. And I think I have a lot of empathy for that. And, you know, Kyrie is like, I got my ring. I got a couple of all-star appearances. Deuces. Let me go and yeah. build up this branding side of myself, too. And I think it has a lot to win, do with win. that. Yeah. But, you, you know, know, if he gets traded to Phoenix, then I'm like, <laughs> that's not a great, that's we'll not a great situation. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So continuing with our wedding theme and teams that ain't worried about nothing right now, <laughs> as we mentioned, Chris Paul and James Harden hit up their teammate Trevor Ariza's wedding mm-hmm. over the weekend. Same day, actually, as Harrison Barnes. Mm. And... Bobby Brown was there, too. Darrell Wright. Bradley Nicole Bill. Murphy. Matt Barnes. I kind of think Nicole Murphy and Matt Barnes might have been there together, but that's a conversation <laughs> for another day. Um, and Travis Scott performed. So we have footage of Travis Scott getting lit, performing at Trevor's wedding reception. Mm. I mean, that's kind of dope, I think right? it's dope. I mean, that's why, and that's why we started with Travis Scott at the beginning of the show. But yeah, Right, just dope. shout out that. Yeah. H-Town. H-Town. Getting down. Um, Let's get T. Scott on. And we're seeing the video, as we mentioned, Chris and James. What artist would you want personally? But what artist would you personally want to perform at your wedding? Or would you want it? At my reception? Yeah, yeah. Answer the question afterwards, but yeah. Yeah. 
Do you have an answer? Because I'm going to ask you. There's James. There's Sis Paul. Look, they look really hype. Yeah, they do. They're super excited. I mean, I mean that's cool. That's how how cool. lit is that, though? You you know, you say Trevor and his fiance Bria have been together for nine and a half years. They have three children together. Two sons and a daughter. (laughs) But I mean, but it's different. They made it official. He mentioned in his vows how there were points where he wasn't. See, look, look, there's LB, Bobby Brown, Chris, James. They're really happy. I I mean, I just feel like at least going into camp, there's going to be a lot of goodwill as far as the Houston team. You know, in the locker room, they're going to feel good. It is. If If that's good, then that'll allow people to be okay with sacrificing the ego like you know what i mean that just that effort because it's, it's all egos that's all it is you know it's guys and it's ultimate competitor guys guys who work their ass off to get to where they're at and so yeah i think it is important to see that they have a personal relationship and it allows you to believe that someone they're going to be able to be in a situation where they can put their egos aside and have those conversations that they'll need to have during, during the season when it gets tough because if you think about it with Kevin Durant that was one of the big things that he wanted with the warriors he wanted that camaraderie right. and that teamwork thing where it doesn't matter who has the ball at the moment because we talked about earlier during the um, playoffs and finals how Steph had to swallow a lot of pride and step back and open up the team Clay Thompson too Mm -hmm. and it worked out for them because now they're all champions again on their second ring and who knows where it's gonna go from here and every championship has to have to have those guys nowadays you have to have more than one superstar on your team so someone's swallowing their ego Absolutely. You could even go back to like a guy like Scottie Pippen, who's a Hall of Famer. He had to. Michael Jordan is the best player of all time, but he still had to swallow his ego and be like, "All right, I'm, I'm number two. I'm the beta." Right. Um, so I think, yeah, man, it, it's gonna be really interesting to see how that goes. I think, I do think that Chris Paul is in a situation where his career, where he's so like championship hungry that I think he'd be okay with being the number two guy. But we'll see. And another bit of interesting news for H-Town fans, Houston Rockets fans. We know we talked about last week how the Rockets are up for sale all of a sudden. Now there is word that one Beyonce Knowles has an interest in buying a stake H-Town down and... How cool would that be? The first, like, female-owned, like... Well, I I mean, I doubt she would be able to get... You know, she's probably trying to get into the group and get a stake, maybe more than the 1% Jay had with the Nets. But but it it would be more than just that 1% that he had, right? Like yeah, I mean, yeah. it depends on the group and what they put together, right. but I'm, I I would hope that it would be more than that, and she can maybe put some of her touches somewhere right. into it, sort of like Jay-Z did. Right. There's lots of um So it would be more of a Jay-Z yeah. situation than a... Or Justin Timberlake with the Grizzlies than like exactly. a Michael Jordan type situation? Exactly. Oh, it would be okay, more like that. Like Usher owns a piece of the Cavaliers. Right. Nelly used... I'm not sure if he still does. Owned a piece of the Hornets. Yeah. Bobcats. JT's in Memphis. Yeah. yeah. However it goes now. <laughs> it's the Hornets. The <laughs> it's the Hornets, but he bought into it when it was the Bobcats. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, and Jennifer Dolphins, Lopez. Right. Yep, owned a piece of the Dolphins. So there's a lot of these situations out and about out there. That'd be cool. So, you know, Beyonce's just out here living out my dreams. Right. <laughs> love to be a partial owner of an NBA franchise. Um, Anyway, moving along, I don't know, this, well, wait, really quickly, you had a question about who I would want to perform at my um, wedding reception. Live. You know? A date or a live, whoever. They're probably, like, Prince and Beyonce. Yeah. That would be dope. (laughs) Prince and Beyonce, okay. Michael, you know, maybe Janet, just to have a Legends of the Fall thing really quick, (laughs) full-on concert. I don't know. You know, or somebody that's really dope with slow jams, so it could, like, serenade us. What about you? I see. I don't want him to steal my girl while he's performing, but I would want Maxwell to be at my, to perform at my, uh, that's one of my favorite artists. Um, 
Erica Badu would be hella cool. I love Neil, that Neil Soul era. era. Um, you want that at your your, your reception? Yeah, because it's like, you know, down. great lyrics, you know what I mean? It's like You, you want to hear lyrics after that? What? You, I, <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm just giving you a hard I need some I'm emotional sorry. stuff. You, some I, emotional stuff. Turn out, I, I'm trying to turn out we're celebrating. Cole. Okay, okay, well, J. Cole okay. Cole depress me, so I can't do that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I would want to hear some R&B so we can, uh, you know, Some R&B or whatever. Okay, I like that. I'm with that. Yeah, yeah. So, really quick, let's talk about another member of the cast. Some, you know, something I heard a theme. about this, yes. J.R. Smith. Now, Tracy McGrady, as we know, has been, um, was nominated to go into the Basketball Hall of Fame mm. this fall. And he was talking about the fact that he's never won a career. And if you follow T-Mac's career, injuries during his prime when mm. he was in Orlando, he, um, Houston, he tried, didn't quite have the team around him. So, he never got, I don't even think he got to play in a Western Conference Finals. Did he never get to the first I I don't think so, yeah. So, T-Mac never won a ring, but scoring was one of the greatest to ever do it, but these things happen. So he said that for him, anybody can win a ring. It means something more to go into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not too often that I'm on J.R. Smith's side wholeheartedly, (laughs) but it's just... I, I get his perspective, but he's still he hasn't he hasn't gotten over it. It's obvious he's still stuck. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. And, and the other guy, another crazy comment. I don't know here about this one, but the, the Houston owners. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was talking about how there shouldn't be awards and like, and then Blake Griffin like had responded to it and he was like, oh yeah, we shouldn't have a championship either. We should just have petition. You have like, it just doesn't like that's get over it, bro. You just salty yeah. because you didn't get there. And I understand you have to say something. Yeah, you know maybe say something more like you know. I wish that I had made it that far, but I didn't. But I still had a great career, apparently a Hall of Fame career. Right. So and he did. there's he just, you know, some things you can't have everything. What do you think? What, what is more honorable, a championship or or being in Hall of Fame? I, I mean, they both carry so much weight. I understand what he means because, like, for example, Matt Barnes came in at the end of the season with the Warriors. Right. He got a ring this year. I love Matt Barnes, so I have no problem with it. But some right. people might not say he deserved it. Or guys that are David on West. the team yeah. but, you know, not on the active roster. But I feel like they're there. They put in the work, so they deserve that ring. And the Hall of Fame most of the time it's an individual award and right. it's different i think they're both incredible honors yeah. and really you can't dismiss one or the other but the point of playing the game is to win a title yeah right so. and i get i get his perspective from an individual standpoint because as a team there's a lot you can't you can't control a lot when it's as a team but you know so so like as a superstar i get his perspective in that but it's to completely downplay winning a championship I don't, and I don't think he yeah. actually feels that way. I think he would reword it a little bit next time. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Say but, something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to Jr. Smith for you know holding it down. Earl the third. It's gonna be okay. Just you and LeBron and Shump. You'll find out. You'll work it out. <laughs> It'll work out. Um. So next up, we have to talk about Lavar Ball Levar. again. Lavar. So we know last week Lavar's big baller brand. Um. Are they called big? Not big baller brand. Big baller AAU team. Oh, yeah. They were in the um, tournament last week in Vegas. Lamelo showing out, and there was it was sponsored by Adidas. Mm-hmm. There was a female ref. She teed Lamar, uh, Lavar up, and you know this was the same event that Lavar had walked off the court with his team in one round. And so with this particular ref, he said that she couldn't keep up. He talked about her weight. 
he had a lot of inappropriate things to say. So now people are saying that we liked LeVar's antics before, but now he's seeming a little misogynistic when you compare that with the comments he made to the FS1 host, Kristen Leahy, mm-hmm. about stay in your lane. Right. You know, people were writing for him at that point because she had said certain things about him as a father, but now they're kind of looking at him sideways. Right. So what are your thoughts on... Adidas removing the ref, um, the ref from the game. They've since come out and say that that was a bad mis- uh, move on their part. They don't condone that. To remove their... To, to that they removed the female ref from the game oh, that oh, he okay. was in. Mm-hmm. But do you think that he shows shades of misogynism or do you think that it's just LeVar being LeVar and just rolling with the attention? Oh, I mean, it, it, well, in my opinion, it was misogynistic, but I think the bigger point is who LeVar is as a person. I think... Um, I think Bomani Jones said this really well. We, I, me personally, we all know someone like this. Absolutely. He has, he, but these people usually don't have a mic in front of them and have so much buzz. When, and people like that are like stuck in their ways in, in a sense that like, they don't care like about how it's coming off that, you know, we're, we're in a very TV trained area. He's not a TV trained guy and he's not trying to be. And you know, who do you want to blame on why he's getting so much attention in the media or the people paying attention? That's the question. But from the standpoint of does this change my opinion of him? No, because it's not something I'm surprised to hear him say because of what he's what he's done so far. It um his agenda, he has one agenda. He's trying to get buzz on his 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 guys, all of them, all his sons, and he's accomplishing that. And how he goes about it, sometimes I agree with it, sometimes I don't. Right. In this situation, of course I don't agree with it. It was like it was inappropriate to say, but um yeah, that's it. I don't that's nothing else to say. How do you feel about that? Um, I I, I feel very similar to you. Mm-hmm. I think that we all know a Lavar, especially not just for me, I know remember guys like him growing up. I've seen guys like that around basketball, especially around AAU, these mm-hmm. ex athletes that are kind of a little failed, didn't quite make it, but you know, right there. He's obviously a great dad and an excellent coach. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to take a little good with the bad, but for me, I think that I don't view LeVar as problematic. I'm not surprised that he thinks of women in a certain type of form. He's, he is what he is, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of faux outrage. Not that that's not a reason to be upset and that it shouldn't have happened and people shouldn't spoke, have spoken out about it. But I think LeVar, at this point, we all know what LeVar Ball is. We know what he's going to do. We know his agenda. So... He's just buzzing right now. And and there will be a time where he won't be... Like, he'll still be saying these things, but we won't be paying attention as much. Maybe. We got to see what happens next season. If he starts talking about um, his, you know... Actually, you're right, yeah. Because the teammates, Lonzo's teammates, we'll see. Magic might be like, hey, hey, hey. That's going to be interesting to see if he does stuff like that. Um, He's a father. He's a fan. Like, you know what I mean? He's not... a reputable source, you know, he's just, he's just getting attention for, because he's interesting. He is, he's very compelling. Um, and I think, I, I love the, I wish we should open with this, the Shaq diss track. Did you hear oh, that? Oh, that's, we sure <laughs> should have, but Shaq was spitting straight facts. Think, that's one of Shaq's <laughs> best tracks of all time. It really and not, is. And I like, he had And a, Shaq has gone platinum several times. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He's like this most successful basketball rapper, even though we make fun of him. He has a track with Biggie, which wasn't that bad. Like, so it's just like, 
it, it was I actually liked that like the beat I was kind of like rocking with it a little bit and I mean he had jokes in it he did he, it was he, funny I, yeah well maybe next time maybe next time if you guys haven't checked that out hit up the internet Shaq's diss track and LeVar Ball LeVar's response was weak he doesn't care he just wanted the attention right. he also said that he would beat Jordan once again one on one so Jordan's flight academy was taking place this weekend so a reporter decided to ask him what he thought about that. Mm. Now, Mike said, you know, usually I don't get into stuff like this, but since you asked me, <laughs> I think he... The funny thing about this is that you know that this had reached Mike a long time ago because he knew how many points LeVar averaged in college right, right. on his basketball team. Right. And he also said, basically, I could beat him with one hand. Did he say one leg or yeah, one hand? Yeah, I could beat him one, one leg. One leg yeah. broken. Um, and LeVar Ball responded that... Something, something Levar-esque. He just likes it's the Levar, attention. He's yeah. just keeping it moving. It, it's, so. it's cool, like to be able to say stuff like that and get, uh, excuse me, Michael Jordan to respond to have Shaq. In. Like I think it's kind of cool. Like I'm almost jealous. Like it's just like you know what I mean. Obviously, he's playing super profound things, and who's to know if he actually believes what he's saying? Like I, I if I were, to I don't really, think he believes. No, I don't think so. Saying, if right. I, if I were to analyze that, right, I, as a competitor, I'm always going to think I got an opportunity. But like practically speaking, no, I don't think I would beat Michael Jack- Jordan one-on-one. But, like, would I go out there and try? Hell yeah. Absolutely. I might even, like, try to make it look like I believe I am. So, I believe I would win. So, like, I get that perspective of it, but I don't... There's no there's no actual depth to what he's saying in this situation. He's just talking. Do you think he's made it harder on his <clears throat> sons? All of them. Not just Lonzo, but Melo and D'Angelo, as far as all of the mouth he's given and all the attention he's given, because there are fans that are so opposed to him and his methods yeah. that they're hating on them. Do you think there's credence in that? Do you think it matters? What he's done has pros and cons. What he's done is going to make them more money because there's buzz around them. Um, even we were, the amount of attention we're giving to Summer League and what shoes Lonzo Ball is wearing has nothing to do with Lonzo Ball's personality. It has everything to do with LeVar Ball. The fact that we're watching an AAU game we don't watch AAU games. Lamelo, Lamelo against Zion Williamson. 80,000 streams. So you know what I'm saying? So that's the positives he's doing. The negatives... Yeah, he wows out and he wows out his mouth, and that's why like the top point guards in the league are going to be coming at Lonzo all season long. But you know what I mean? That's that's the league, that's the NBA. So you take your pros with your cons, make your money, <laughs> but you know get your game right too, so you'll be ready every night. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah. And lastly, let's talk about. The... Oh wait, what do you think? Before oh. we, my bad. What do you think about that? About uh, your question, you asked me his credence. Um, I I think that I. You know, I'm not against what he stands for ultimately, but I don't like some of the methods that he imposes. Right. I think that it's just, I get it because perhaps if you weren't as over the top or brash, no you wouldn't would get the attention and no one would care. But sometimes I'm just like, this is not about your kids. Yeah. This is really about you. And that sort of bothers me. Not that I feel like he means his children any harm mm-hmm. or anything like that, but... Find another way or another moment to make it about you and even promote the things that you are without saddling it to your kids. I know that seems sort of difficult because they are the attraction, but I just feel like the way he sets them up in it sometimes does them them a disservice. I think, yeah, and like last thing before we move on. One of the things that I am, I think he's, the thing that makes me mostly okay with it is that I think he's being very authentic. He's being himself. Yeah. If if someone was putting this on, it'd be a whole different situation. If like he was different behind the cameras, he's just unhabit. He's un. He's himself all the time, which yeah. is a problem, right? But at the same time, I get it. I right. get that, you know. So 
It's entertaining. It is entertaining. It's entertaining. Yeah. I, I'm amused. <laughs> I'm um, so lastly, you know, the big three has been rolling this summer. Hit Dallas this weekend. And shock and surprise, a guy that hasn't been on the court but was a huge draw for the league didn't even show up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Allen Iverson was a no-show. What do you think about that? Are you surprised by that? What, you know, uh, TMZ says they heard that AI was somewhere in a casino gambling. We don't know if it's true, yeah. but sounds like it could be true, right? Well, it hints at uh, one of the things, the problems with the big three is in calling out a responsibility from the players and who knows if... Because uh, the, the story about Gary Payton not showing up to a media thing. He's not getting... He said, and he said straight up, I'm not getting paid for this. Like, this is not a requirement. You know what I mean? So... I, you know, I'm here because I want to be here. Oh, so he meant he wasn't getting paid for the media thing because surely they make some money from I, I don't know. I haven't, really, I haven't looked it up. I think, I, you know, because AI's replacement was DeMar Johnson, who's a friend of mine. We have to ask. I th- They have to be getting some type yeah. of money because they of are taking yeah, yeah. time out. Of, and, and the league is making money. Right. So, And we know some of those guys haven't seen an NBA paycheck in a and long good time. Little, good, little, good little bit. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think... Um, it doesn't surprise me. It's a little disappointing, but you know, AI is gonna be AI. So overall, this summer, we you know we've had heard highlights, bits mm-hmm. and pieces about the big three. Would you deem it as having been a success? Do you think that it'll make a return next summer with obviously probably some refinement, yeah. or do you think that this is something that's kind of not really sustainable? Uh, it depends on the athletes if they want to return. Um, it is less of a sizzle if AI is not a part of it, but I've, the videos I've seen, it seems like the athletes definitely care. Like you've seen, you saw Steven Jackson and Charles Oakley getting in an argument. Right. Yeah, uh, like so stuff like that. If it was more... Ex- Two known NBA goons right. that you know are I mean? about Straight that life. Goons. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, if it was more accessible, I'd watch it. If it was on ESPN2 or something like that, if it wasn't on like Fox Sports 1, like, <laughs> I, 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 would go, I would check it out and see what it's about. But that's the only negative I would say. Uh, I think it'll be a straight business decision because I think there's enough buzz to return. Like, if there's enough cost reward from the standpoint of Vice Cube and them making the decisions, I think they'll come back next year. Okay. What do you think? Um, I, You know, I feel like it obviously seems to do better in the smaller markets yeah. because those are the areas that don't have as much access to pro players in general. I think that it'll come back. I think that now that people have seen how it worked, like we talked about how there were some changes to the point system because they were getting tired and (laughs) things of that nature. And I mean, you know, game day is like six hours. Nobody wants to sit there for six hours and watch all of this. So I think that there will be some adjustments made to how game day is run and so forth. But I I think that there's room for it. And I think that it's um, entertaining in a summer that... Always could use more basketball. Well, yeah, and, yeah. of course, you know, there's always those questions. Could your team have beat the Warriors? Right. We love those questions because <laughs> who's going to say yes? Right. right. Everybody says yes, unfortunately. <laughs> but, hey, you know. So that's pretty much it. The Drew League final week of regular season play. Mm-hmm. The playoffs are this weekend. Um, do you have any predictions of what team you think I mean, is going to make it through? I don't know if Chris Paul's returning, but if this I Chris think Paul, that was a one and done. Okay. Even, with, even without him, James Harden, 
uh, Malvin Bagley, Bobby Brown. That team has been hot, and yeah. I, I expect them to continue. I would love to see them play the, the games team and see how that goes down since they're still undefeated. I hope that's a championship, and we'll see how it goes. How about you? Okay. Um, that sounds like a great matchup yeah. to me. Excited. Sorry, Keon. <laughs> um, but um, that sounds like, you know, undefeated. They've been catching fire. Great plays. So always fun to see that and to get a peek at the would-be uh, – Second in command for the Western Conference, I yeah. guess, the Rockets. I'm slipping over my Clippers because <laughs> I, I don't know. Speaking of the Clippers, you know, Daniil Gallinari yeah, Danilo, yeah. broke his thumb. Hey, he gets that. Get used to that. He does that a lot. I, you know, <laughs> I remember when he was with the Nuggets <laughs> yeah. and, you he know. He always gets hurt. He's actually a very good player, but he's never healthy. I mean, that was out there with the thug life. He swung at a player. He did? Oh, was that That's how it happened. Yeah, he, he was, like, fighting in the court with the player. He his goon stripes. So maybe, you know, he could be that for the Clippers. I don't know what this Clippers team is going to look like this year. Good luck with that. Yeah, they'll be good if they stay healthy, which is the problem. And NBA season starts a week earlier because, you know, they're trying to stretch it out and yeah, give the teams yeah, more rest. Schedule will be coming out soon. So that's our Drew League weekly show. Playoffs next week. Josh will be back. D'Angelo here. Getting out of here, is guys. Getting out of here, leaving break. us. He'll be here in spirit. <laughs> I'll be checking it out, checking you guys out as always. Checking in. Yes, so yes, thank you for checking us out. D'Angelo, you have to tell them where they can find you and where else on AfterBuzz, of, of course. Of course, guys. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. And I love talking sports with you guys. Hoops, football, baseball. I'm all about it. So hit me up with your questions, your thoughts, you know, anything you got. Um... Oh, and hit me up on Instagram at D'Angelo, obviously. Uh, and Jill, where can they find you? You can find me at Stiletto Jill everywhere. I love to talk sports. We can talk about power. We can talk about insecure. This is a bomb we show. can talk about ballers. I'm on the ballers after show here. I'm also on the power after show here. And we'll be back next week with the Drew League Weekly. And we have some more sports things coming for you guys in the fall. So make sure you are checking us out on AfterBuzz TV. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. If you're listening on iTunes, five stars, please. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for checking us out. Deuces. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.